Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the fifth, fifth, right here, number five podcast episode of the East Village Times San Diego State University Sports Podcast. I am Jason Freund. I'm joined by Evan Anderson. Evan, how you doing today, man? Oh, absolutely great. Some great games to cover this week. Great games to cover. And it's funny because all three of these games kind of have the same kind of storyline we're looking at here because all three of them uh i think it's safe to say that it was a bit of a a bit of a nice stretch the aztecs had going on in each three of these games i think it's safe to kind of like lump all of them together so would you like to tell me the scores of all three games that were played this week for the san diego state men's basketball team oh let's see so last podcast was filmed right before the air force game in that air force game sdsu puts up 91 points air force puts up 59 easy win for them then going on to Wyoming, back at VA Haas Arena, SDSU puts up 87, Wyoming puts up 57. Then the game that occurred yesterday, which is Saturday, SDSU puts up 98, just getting shy of the Golden 100, and Wyoming puts up 71. Amazing. <laughs> I mean, it's the offense has just finally been clicking, but my question really is, does it have to do with the scheduling that the Aztecs have right now? Because Air Force doesn't exactly have a great defense. Or, does it, or is this just the talent finally coming into play? What do you think on that? I'm going to say, you know, you can look at the scheduling and say it's competitive, like, you know, the competition maybe isn't there. But I think it's SDSU. They were pissed off after being swept by Utah State. And the depth of SDSU is shining so bright right now this has always been a strong suit of the program continuously uh yesterday in the postgame conference dutcher said he thinks he has 10 starters on his team obviously he can only have five but that just shows the depth and the trust that dutcher has and that is phenomenal i like how also in the um this the first wyoming game SDSU, great start, 63 points in the first half. I'm pretty sure that was a Mountain West record, actually. But second half, only scoring 24 points, getting outscored 27 to 24 in that second half of the first Wyoming game. Brian Dutcher really went at the players after the game, saying that, you look, you cannot get complacent against teams like this. You cannot allow yourself to just fall behind and get sluggish. Because if we do that, if we do have another performance like we did in this second half, we are going to lose basketball games, and we cannot repeat this. So what did the Aztecs do? In the second game, after dropping 51 on Wyoming in the first half, they outscored them 47 to 43. Yeah, they gave up 43 points. But I think it also that at that point, it be counted down to, okay, look, a few, maybe a couple of the uh, backup guys are getting in, you know, Auger Cade, Shea Evans, Ger- Gerard Barnett, Jared Barnett. They're starting to get some last-minute playing time, so maybe that can explain the scoring upkeep from Wyoming that second game. But still, that is a very good showing from San Diego State, scoring 47 points in the second half of that game in compared to the 24 they scored in that first half. I think that shows a lot of conviction, and Brian Dutch is getting his message across. Absolutely. And so – Big-time player coming back, Matt Mitchell. Just got uh, put on the top 10 watch list for the Julius Irving Award. And in these three games, he showed why he deserves to be on there. Let's see. First game against Air Force, only played uh, 13 and a half minutes. 
He's been, for the first two games, a bit of a minute's watch. He still puts up 10 points. Uh, first game against Wyoming, he's in there a little bit longer, 20 minutes. He puts up 13 points. And Brian Dutcher just says, have Adam in the second Wyoming game. And he puts up 26 points. Oh, my goodness. Matt Mitchell's back, and he is here to stay. Yeah, Brian Dutcher post-game talking to the media said that on Mitchell playing 29 minutes, he was rolling along, he was playing well, so moving forward, I think that playing usual minutes will be the norm. And, of course, Mitchell saying that after, he says, well, as long as I'm out here playing, I'm always going to feel normal. I mean, yeah, he's got the knee brace, but he's actually kind of getting used to it. If this is Matt Mitchell, if this is his form right now, injured, playing on a knee brace, Imagine how he's going to be when he takes that thing off, when he's like fully unleashed, so he, when he really unlocks like his final form. Because I know you're facing Wyoming. I know they aren't the greatest team, but 26 points and five rebounds, only two turnovers, by the way. And he actually had two steals. He still had two steals in this game. That's big for a guy like Matt Mitchell. And I mean, he's pulling down rebounds. He still get second game. He had 13 points, seven rebounds. And I think in that final Wyoming game, I think he was given a little bit of time off. But still, he almost got a double-double, 10-7 again. So Matt Mitchell, getting him back is crucial for this Aztec squad. He is their senior. He's their leader. He's an NBA draft prospect. And going into the Mountain West Conference Tournament, like the, the playoff they have there, which, by the way, I personally think is stupid because why would you have – a regular season champion, and then a stupid postseason <laughs> conference tournament for in Vegas, no less. It's like, come on, you don't really need that. It, it, it's not, it's unnecessary. But you know, that's the NCAA and their corrupt system. So I'm not, I can't really say anything. <laughs> like I was saying before, having Mitchell coming into this final stretch of games is so huge because you could be facing a team like Boise State. You could be facing Utah State again. Have, being at full strength and with other players on San Diego State kind of rounding into finding their form now and finding their footing, this is going to be really big for San Diego State. This is going to make them again – I think this makes them competitors again. Absolutely agree. And so when he was injured, we talked about this a little bit last week, Lamont Butler stepped up and took over some of those minutes. And – now that Mitchell's back, Butler's still showing that he earned those minutes. It wasn't, hey, here's an injury opportunity. Butler's saying, put me, I think he should be in the starting lineup. I'm just going to actually say that. I believe in the next game, Brian Dutcher should have Butler in the starting lineup. He is amazing. So, okay, against Air Force, he only puts up two points. But then if you go to the Wyoming games, he puts up, let's see, 13 points in the first Wyoming game and then 11 points in the second Wyoming game. Mm -hmm. He's so energetic. He's not timid like a lot of freshmen are. You know, they want to find their place. They don't want to make mistakes. Butler's making mistakes, to be fair and to be critical, but he's just figuring out how to play with them. In some of the previous games, he had some turnover issues. Uh, He fixed that in the second Wyoming game, but then he fouled out in the game. So, uh He's having these freshman flaws, but he's working hard and he's not changing what works for him. That's exactly right, because he's proving out there that, yes, he is a freshman and he's going to be making some mistakes. You got to understand, 
every freshman always it's going always going to have these problems sometimes it'll be the turnovers and he had a really big turnover problems in his first few games when he got some extended minutes that second wyoming game he fouled out he got five personal fouls there are always going to be those kind of flaws when you are a freshman and yeah he does have those but his maturity and just his energetic nature to play basketball for this team he is going i think he's going to be a star for this San Jose Aztec team. I really believe that. And he's actually, and I mean, look at this. He's gaining more and more minutes as the season's progressing. Against Wyoming, 16, 16 minutes and starting. I mean, that first game against Air Force. I'm sorry, I don't know why I said Wyoming, that first one. The first game against Wyoming, he wasn't starting, but he got 20 points off the bench. That was one more minute, one minute more than Trey Pulliam and three minutes more than Nathan Mensah. Third game against Wyoming, 19 minutes. He's getting he he has shown the fact that he is ready for an extended extended role on this team. And Brian Dutcher has given it to him. This is what I, I kind of love how this works because he's gonna Brian Dutcher sees Lamont Butler working so hard, putting in that grind just so he can make it to that starting lineup. And Brian Dutcher recognizes that. He gives Lamont Butler some time to shine. Do I think he should start? Start? Not yet. Nah, nah. <laughs> I don't think he should be a starter yet. You have a good five starters right now. Your bench is doing incredible. I think he should he should remain that sixth, seventh guy off the bench. I think that's a good role for him. Sophomore season, yes, starter. He needs to start in his sophomore season. For now, though, I say you got to roll with what you got right now. You need to keep guys like Mensah and Pulliam in the starting lineup because I know Pulliam doesn't put up the numbers. He's not pulling up the good numbers right now. He's not getting a lot of points. He's He's got a, a funky shot. But you've got to have Trey Pulliam in the lineup. I've already explained why you need Pulliam in the lineup. I think that that's just my opinion. He's going to start eventually. Just not yet. I, I really hope it's soon. He is such a fun player to watch. Okay, hold on. Can I also mention one other, one other thing about this that I've kind of noticed with these past three games? <clears throat> yeah. I've, I've seen that the bench players are getting a lot more minutes. I mean, Adam Seiko, against Air Force, Adam Seiko, 19 minutes. Kishaw Johnson, 16. Ogweko Rope, 12. Joshua Tomayek, 17. All off the bench. Matt Mitchell had 14 minutes off the bench as well. But again, aforementioned injury. Wyoming, first game in Wyoming. Lamont Butler, 20 minutes. Adam Seiko, 21. Joshua Tomayek, 20. Kishad Johnson, 21. Aguekarop was out with vertigo, so that's why I didn't mention Aguek's name. Second game against Wyoming, Kishad Johnson, 22 minutes. Lamont Butler, 19 minutes. Adam Seiko, 25 minutes. Joshua Tomayek, 22 minutes. San Diego State is starting to rely more and more on that bench because they don't have to roll with the five starters the whole time. And the bench has been proving their worth, too. The bench has been really good these past three day, three games, if you haven't noticed. Oh, I've noticed. And what's going to happen now is on defense, they're just going to be relentless. Full court press because, yeah, you know, that takes more energy out of your team. But you can quickly rotate guys in and out. You can have them playing at 110% constantly, and then, you know, they can take a breather. And you can feel comfortable taking out a starter like a Mitchell or a Shaq or a Mensa. 
because while maybe our bench players aren't the same level, they can hold their own for enough time just so that everyone's playing at their at the highest speed possible. I completely agree. And plus, even with even if you take a guy like Mensa on, he needs a bit of a break right now. He's also been getting a few. He's been getting less and less minutes now. If you've noticed this, he's been getting a few less minutes every now and then from these past three games. But with Mensah, you can change him out. You can bring in Kashad Johnson. You can bring in Joshua Tomayek. These guys can serve that role that Mensah has, and they can fill it out just fine. Maybe you need to take out Shackle for a bit, or maybe you need to take out Terrell Gomez out for a little bit. Adam Seiko can come in and take that role. Do you need a forward to come in for Matt Mitchell? Agueca Rope is there. Do you need someone who can shoot? Lamont Butler. The bench is almost like gold at this point. And it's just been so reliable for San Diego State. Yeah. And that's going to be needed and necessary as they go on, as wear and tear happens with the season. These bench players, they've earned their minutes for sure. And it will become vital to keeping everyone healthy and fresh. But one player I want to talk about, if we can transition a little bit, is to Jordan Shackle. The guy found the shot again. And it's a beautiful um, let's see, 24 points against Air Force. First game against Wyoming, he put up 16. And then second game, he put up 10 points. But I do want to point out with those 10 points, he only attempted four shots. That's kind of crazy to me. He's been efficient. He's been lethal. Defenses need to focus on him again. And they, they've slacked off, and he's taken advantage. It's, yeah, what, uh, it, it's just what... It's what SDSU needs and what the Mountain West fears the most. When this offense is rolling like they do, they could be the most dangerous offense, I think, in the country. Because, I mean, the points everyone is putting up. I mean, let's roll through these last three games. I mean, you had three guys in the first game score in double digits against Air Force. First game against Wyoming, four guys scored in double digits. Second game against Wyoming, again, four guys. Jordan Shackle scored in double digits in all three of those games. That first game, again, that, that, that game against the Air Force, he had six threes. He made six threes. Eight of his points came from the three ball. He's fine. It's like what you said, Evan. He's found his shot. It's almost like he kind of slowed down and kind of like looked back at what made him such a good shooter. And now he's returned to that form. And again, with Matt Mitchell coming back, with Lamont Butler finding his shooting stroke, oh no, the San Diego State Aztecs are shooting threes again, and the rest of the league is cowering in fear. And so let's talk about just shooting as a whole. Obviously, when you're putting up these numbers, shooting's going well. But let's see, first game, field goal percentage, 51.7. That's for the Air Force game. First game against Wyoming, our team field goal percentage, 55.4. And then for the second game, 60.7 field goal percentage. <laughs> this, these are insane numbers. This is scary. They are being efficient. They are finding their shot. I don't know if you're a defense, what you're going to do to stop this team. Because we've talked about the depth where everyone can score somehow. There's the range, Mensa and Tomayek. And a rope can go inside to the paint. Even Butler can go inside to the paint and score. 
Then you have threats like Mitchell and Shackle and Gomez who can all shoot from deep. I just don't know how you stop this team if they are shooting as well as they are. This is historic for SDSU. And I please, Dutcher, get a 100-point game. I just want a 100-point game. I'm a simple guy. Please, do it. (laughs) Uh, You know what? All my journalism classes have always told me to, uh, you can't show bias now. No showing biases. You're not allowed to do that. You have to stick to the facts. But you know what? I'm going to ignore all my professors right now. I want a hundo. I want the century mark. Please give me the century mark. I'm saying this as a fan. I'm just going to full-on fanboy. Please, please give me a hundo. All I'm asking for, just give me a little 100 points. 100 points is all I ask. You're going up against New Mexico and San Jose. They don't have the greatest defense. Please do it. Just get 100 points. That would be so much fun just to dunk on people saying, hey, look who scored 100 points. Guess who's scoring more points than NBA teams? This guy right here. That would be so much fun. I really just, I would love, love, love. <laughs> oh, wow. Dutcher, Dutcher, it might happen, but it has to come from in the garbage minutes. Uh, it has to come from Keith Dinwiddie getting his playing time, uh, mm-hmm. Shea Evans, Kate Alger, the Bar- uh, Barnett, and the Broughton brothers. That's who I'm thinking of also. Dutcher does a good job of giving those guys minutes at the very end of the game, but these guys have a chance to score. Um, I believe Alger put up six points in, in one minute last game. You know? Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, in the second game. It was that second game because um, I remember I read about this in the Union Tribune. I guess they were um, – I wasn't able to watch the game. I think I was busy with something. <laughs> but apparently the rest were just – didn't refuse to take the whistles out of their mouths and just kept going foul, foul, foul. Also, I hate when referees do that. <laughs> I really hate because the referees are supposed to be invisible during the game. They're there for a reason, but you know what? Just do your job. Don't call as many, a lot of fouls. But, God, the Zebras were annoying in this game. Yeah. But Kate Alger still had two – he made two shots, and he made his free throws. So, yeah, you were right, Evan. He did – he got six. He got six points in one minute. So it sounds kind of incredible. Yeah, and so let's see. What else do we want to talk about? Do, do we want to touch on Kashad Johnson and his breakout game, mainly in the third game? I would really like to do this. I would like to do just, just a little bit of a tidbit on Kashad Johnson, if you if you don't mind me going off. Go for it. Uh, this is from um, this is from post-game. This is a post-game um, Dutcher's interview with the media after the um, after the game, uh, post-conference, post-game conference. I'm getting my words wrong again. Uh, this yeah. is from uh, Kyle Betts, the um, sports editor at the Daily Aztec plug right in there. Go follow him, Kyle Betts, on Twitter. Uh, Brian Dutcher on Kashad Johnson. Kashad has become very reliable at the defensive end, and in this program, that earns you minutes. Kashad will grow at both ends of the floor, and his offensive confidence will continue to grow as he has more success. And Kashad Johnson on his teammates from the same guy. It's unlimited encouragement everywhere. So regardless if I was playing good from the start or anything, they're always telling me, next play, keep going hard. So not only does Brian Dutcher have faith in Kashad Johnson and his defensive ability, but his teammates have faith in him. The boys have their each other's backs. And I think that's what's the most important here. The team chemistry, especially around Kashad Johnson. And he had a great game yesterday. 
breakout, 15 points. He was that defensive anchor that the team needed. And because of that, he's getting more minutes. But I think this overall and those two quotes show that now I think they've truly come together as a unit now. I think all these big wins are making them feel good. They're feeling comfortable. They've got a lot of good chemistry rolling right now. And good chemistry means good basketball. Good basketball means wins. <laughs> and so I want to talk about just one little tidbit with Kashad Johnson that I mentioned in the recap yesterday. Right now, he is showing his best ability, which is availability. Earlier in the season against the ASU game, he couldn't play. He had the COVID contact tracing issue. Then I believe against his Colorado State um, fell on his shoulder. That put him out for a few games. Then he was slow to come back and be injured. But um, career high minutes with 22 this game. And uh, a cornered three-point shot, which I did not know that he had, but it kind of looked beautiful. I mean, if you got the shot, shoot your shot, player. Yeah. Yeah, that is, that is great. He was a guy who I looked at last year and said, wow, this is just a pure athlete. You could see him on a baseball field. You could see him, I don't know, being a wide receiver or a linebacker even in football. You could, I think he could be a great goalie in soccer. He is just huge and could cover so much space so quickly. Uh, he is an athlete that is starting to hone his skills as a basketball player, and I'm excited for what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like what you said. I mean, there's a reason he was getting NBA draft buzz as a freshman last year. As Let me repeat. As a freshman, he was getting NBA draft buzz. So if he, he can't, wasn't if he keeps like a top, he wasn't getting great minutes last season, but he's exactly. still buzzed. Scouts just loved his size and they loved his athleticism. They say, "Hey, this, uh, this guy could be pretty good. We should keep an eye on him. We'll see what happens." If Kashad John, if Kashad Johnson comes back in his junior year even better, hell, even comes back in his senior year like this, we could be looking at another draft pick for the Aztecs. He could be going to the draft. Matt Mitchell can go in the draft. Lamont Butler. Who knows? This team is. <laughs> NBA draft prospects. Yeah, that is exciting. So exciting right now. They're on a roll after the two losses to Utah State. I think fans got demoralized. I was a little bit questioning, like, okay, what's the future with this team right now? They were on fire, and then two tough losses against the division rival right now, um, or mm-hmm. conference rival, I guess. Utah State, they were the team that beat them in the Mountain West Conference Championship last season. Oh, the last game I was at in person, <laughs> that was a tough loss to see. But I, I think that's the target right now, beating Utah State. And this team's preparing for that. I think this team, this team, they need to win the Mountain West Conference postseason championship. They need to win that championship really bad. Because if they don't win it, I still think they're going to go into the Mountain West Con- and into the, into the NCAA tournament. But if what I remember, I think someone had them in as like a first four, which means you have to play like in that weird first round, like four teams that get in like the bubble. You know, I'm hearing some weird chatter right now. I believe uh, in net rankings, let, let me look this up. I heard we were 28. I'm not sure, but that's what I heard. Yeah, I'm looking at us. Yeah, 28 when I typed in that 2021 rankings right now. 
So we're approaching that area right now where I think these blowout wins, um, if you look at the actual math that goes into net, if you beat your spread and you have the blowout wins that they are having, it really helps them in net. And they're above some good teams. Uh, UCLA is below them still. There's Colorado State shortly below them, but Xavier, Arkansas. Yeah. BYU's below them, and didn't BYU beat us? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. BYU actually dropped 12 uh, in the last week. That's That hurts for them. Yeah, I think that what's, what's going to hurt the Aztecs the most, actually, I think it's those two quad one losses. That's going to come back to bite them, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's so tough. Uh, this net and the quads, so much math goes into it now. But if you're just looking at the eye test, I want SDSU in that March Madness so bad. They, I can't say it was stolen from them last year because it was stolen from everyone. Mm-hmm. Life happened. You couldn't do it. But, oh, give them a shot. Give Matt Mitchell a shot to cut down some nets. I think that's really all we can ask for, right? I, I, I hope it works. I really want this to work out for us. I think it can, but who knows what those idiots on the selection selection committee think. Who, who knows at this point? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, do you have anything else you'd like to talk about before we uh, sign off for the day? Uh, let me just quickly peek at, you kind of mentioned New Mexico and San Jose State. I I think if they can uh, keep this offensive production going against both teams, and I'm hoping, once again, please, Dutcher, I think this is a chance we could get 100 points. Please do it. <laughs> but I think they're in a good position, and they just need to keep this up. Um, I know Dutcher will look to improve somehow. But as a spectator, if they just maintain this pace, if, if their depth keeps working out how it is, I'm happy. I agree. I agree. If the depth keeps playing the way it is, if the bench just keeps rolling, and if the starters continue to hot the torrid pace they're on, I maybe we'll sneak back in the top 25. Maybe. But I don't know how to look at the next opponents we're facing because it's kind of an easy schedule. But who knows? Maybe the basketball gods will – Shine upon us and bless us. Who knows? Anything is possible in this crazy, crazy NCAA. Yeah. That's all for me. I believe that's also all from me as well. So I think we're good. I honestly think, yeah. One thing, though. I'm becoming a fan of a little segment you do every podcast, and you didn't do it this time. You didn't tell us how the weather is in San Diego. So please, can you, can you end this podcast telling us the weather? Uh, well, so far out where I live, especially here in East County, it's a little cloudy, but it's not, it's not too bad. Like it's a little, it's, it's chilly, but not chilly enough to wear. Like I can still wear shorts and I can still rock a t-shirt. I don't need to put a jacket on yet, but it's a, it's a nice day. I'll, I'll say it's a nice day. It's a little cloudy, but I'll take it. I honestly prefer the cold over the heat. Like I'd rather be cold than hot. So I'll take it. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Well. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening to the East Village Times at San Diego State University podcast. I'm Jason Freund. I'm joined by Evan Anderson. Evan, you want to sign off? 
yeah, thank you guys for listening. Uh, enjoy. Watch SDSU. They are fun. Keep watching them. <laughs> <laughs>